Hello, everybody. Welcome to Our Community, Our Mission. This is Barry Feeker, Executive Director of the Topeka Rescue Mission with Marion Crable and a special guest we'll introduce here in just a moment. Marion, this is the last day of June. Shocking. 2020. Time has gone very quickly this very, month. Very quickly. This We're week. over halfway through going yeah. into the seventh month this week. Uh-huh. And this has been a year like none other that we know oh, of. And we everybody's aware of that. There's no, there's nothing other than ultimate absolute confusion I know. of what's going on and what's happening in people's lives. And we're trying to get back to normal. We're not sure what normal yeah. is. And, but at the same time, in the midst of confusion, uh, we just learned um, that things are kind of going back to um, a surge in coronavirus. Yeah. Um, we uh, fortunately don't have some of the problems they have in Houston and right. other places in the country, but yet we're very, very cautious and concerned that we don't have problems in our own situation right. worse than we do. Um, what's also an issue uh, related to the coronavirus is the economic impact. We've right. been talking about that a lot and that effect on people um, that um, um, have been marginalized or poor or, or difficult situations and those that aren't. Mm-hmm. The unemployment rates are still like 600% higher than they were at the end of last year. <sighs> And now moratoriums on utilities and rents and house payments are coming to an end. In other words, people are going to have to start paying. Right. And maybe they don't have their unemployment. Maybe they haven't gone back to work. Maybe mm-hmm. this and that. And then what translates in some of the most basic concerns is hunger. Yes. Um, it's a national issue. It's becoming a global, and it's not becoming, it is a global issue. The, we had Marissa Dake, who has joined us um, now from uh, uh, to lead Operation Food Secure, um, who has uh, helped us to understand a global picture on this. And uh, it's uh, very serious. Uh, but at the same time, in the midst of what some people could say hopeless um, or deniability, uh, we have the opportunity to do what we can right now with what we have. Right. And And it's kind of amazing, isn't it? It really is. It really is. So just to kind of recap, we were approached by CityGate Network, which is Rescue Mission Alliance of uh, North America, Mm -hmm. um, World Vision, Mm -hmm. uh, CityServe, and the White House Mm -hmm. a number of weeks ago. And they said, we're looking for ministries that can possibly go beyond what we're currently doing to distribute food. And we were uh, blessed to have a great team. We are blessed to have a great team of people here at the Rescue Mission and a board supporting this and a community supporting this. So we're in the very beginnings of Operation Food Secure to bring food further and closer to people who can't get it. Right. Because the food's available right now. And we are a channel of that to be able to do that. And so uh, we're partnering with the city of Topeka and the United Way and a growing number of volunteers as we unpack this. Right. So, Miriam, what what has this felt like to you? Well, when I'm not completely terrified, it's really, (laughs) really very exciting, right, to think about being able to get food to people that do not have access to food or people that think there are people more needy than they. Right. So they're not coming forward. That to me is just an incredible honor that God has trusted us with that. Right. That that we get to see faces like the one we saw of a little girl who had just received her box of food um, that was delivered to her house by a volunteer and the joy on her face. You know, as I kept looking at that picture, I kept thinking, you know, most kids would look into a box and be that joyful if there was a puppy, no kidding. right? Or yes. a kitty. But in that box was 
fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So not even candy, mm-hmm. right? Yes. But and her face was just lit up with joy. And that to me was just it makes every bit of the difficulties and the challenges we're facing a hundred percent worth it. Sure does. You know, uh, I was looking for a title for that picture and I came up with happiness in a box. Exactly. You know, it just, uh, she was so, like you say, happy and, and we've got permission to share that picture and we will, I think in the August newsletter that'll yes. be coming out with this uh, little girl and her sister uh, looking in this box of food, you know, I mean, a lot of people historically would have said, you know, food's food, yeah. you know, uh, but this is a different time that we're in. Well, I mentioned how we um, are very blessed to have staff members here at the rescue mission who um, grabbed a hold of this opportunity that we have to be able to go the extra mile, go beyond. Um, matter of fact, the Farmers to Families food program with USDA is uh, called um, the Last Mile. That's what they've called it. And uh, just kind of taking it that last mile to try to get it to people who otherwise um, didn't have or couldn't get it. And so we've uh, entitled Operation Food Secure here uh, to help people feel more secure to be able to get food to them, and you got to have a good team. And, uh, yes, we brought Marissa in um, to help uh, lead this, but we already had some good folks here too. And one of those good folks is here with us uh, today, and uh, his uh, title is Director of Food Services here at the Rescue Mission. Um, But the other title he has is Pastor. Uh, The other title he has is Father, Grandfather. And some may know him best for Santa Claus because he is our own resident Santa Claus here at the Rescue Mission. Um, and he looks like Santa Claus. I mean, he's, you know, kids have pulled on the beard and, you know, it doesn't come off. And so, and, and he has the heart of Santa Claus. Mike Schinkel, welcome. Thank you. Wow, what a introduction. <laughs> well, I, I, I should have said follower of Jesus. I guess that was the pastor part, right? Yeah. 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 So. Well, more important than pastor is, is follower of Jesus. Yeah, no kidding. Mike, you uh, you have just blessed, I don't know how many people, and you've served millions of meals in your time here at the Rescue Mission. And That's true. How many years have you been here now? January will be 20, completing of 20. 20 years. Yeah, who, 20 who years. would have thought? Eh? Uh-huh. And it's gone by so quickly. Uh-huh. I remember our first conversation that we had about uh, position here at the mission. Do you remember what you said? I don't just want to be a cook. Yeah, I don't want to be a cook. <laughs> And now, 20 years later, um, you're not a cook. Um, I didn't use that title, Director of Food Services, which works with a lot of cooks. But you have to facilitate Mm -hmm. a whole lot of moving parts to feed so many people that have been fed um, uh, in our dining room. The coronavirus has changed that where we have less people in the dining room. But you're responsible for your team putting together meals to feed the people on the outside of the mission due to social distancing now. Well, we've been doing that uh, ever since uh, we jumped into this corona thing. and. Uh, community had been coming in to eat meals in our dining room uh, at our main building, but uh, that changed everything, just trying to reduce some risk of transmission with our guests and with the community. And so they're not coming in the building and eating. Uh, That was three meals a day for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, we cut that back to one time a day, Mm -hmm. uh, handing out a sack lunch. So we're making a, a hundred or more sack lunches every day for the community to come by and, and we'll hand it out to one of our doors and, and greet them. And 
And we are in the process of looking at some plans to improve that uh, service to the unsheltered, um, those who come by here. And uh, um, we're in the very beginning stages of maybe enhancing some areas here that those folks could actually sit down. Uh, in kind of an enclosed um, outdoor area, enclosed, I guess a fenced-in area, to be safe, to get the food. Again, not that we don't want them in our building. It's just that we can't get them all in now. Can't, can't do it. Not with all the homeless. And when I say a sack lunch, I, you know, don't just think uh, uh, peanut butter and jelly and mm-hmm. an apple. I mean, the, these are substantial sack lunches. We're trying to give them enough not only for an evening meal but enough for the next morning and maybe even part of the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, biggest sack lunch I've ever put, <laughs> put together. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, uh, Mike, uh, uh, we all admire you here. And, uh, it was one of these situations that you could have said, well, got our hands full. Um, it's too bad. We can't have people in the building anymore. And, uh, let's, uh, you know, have somebody else worry about it, but there really wasn't anybody else to worry about it. I mean, this was kind of the last stop. And so um, when we said, okay, what are we going to do? You said, um, we're going to put together something for them to be able to eat. And uh, even though they can't come in and it's more work on our team and, and we need more volunteers to do it, you said, yeah. let's do it. That's your heart. And uh, it's so appreciated. More, more volunteers, uh, more resources. It's more labor intensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, instead of just feeding through our meals in the kitchen, that are that are easy to make or easy. <laughs> That's a relative term. Easier, right, uh, than a sack lunch. But you know, one one of the things that uh, you had mentioned here. Oh, it's been months ago. Just to try to put some vision in our hearts, um, was helping people answer the question: Do I matter? Mm-hmm. Help me, help me answer that question. Do I matter? Mm-hmm. And and so we've started to just taking that and running with it uh, with our staff meetings in the kitchen uh, every, every week. That's where we start is, you know, let's, let's help people answer that question. They may not be asking it verbally, right? People that we serve, but they want to know, do I really matter? Mm -hmm. Do I really have value? And we demonstrate that in multitude of ways, not only with our words, but uh, sometimes even more importantly, our, our actions and facial expressions and how we interact with people. You sure do, you know, and, and feeding people who are hungry or in need of food is, is very important. It's noble. It brings hope, but your heart and what you have engrafted into your team goes way beyond that. Why? Well, for me, the defining moment in all of human history is the cross. I mean, it's, it's the ultimate statement from heaven about, do I matter? <laughs> Good. You know, yeah. it's it. There isn't any other thing that says it any more clearly that the God of Heaven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's moving me to even think about it. Uh, that the God of Heaven would go an infinite distance from heaven to earth. I mean, who He is is infinitely more than any of us. And, and he was willing to traverse that infinite distance and become a man. And, and not only that, but he went another infinite distance and allowed his creation to brutally murder and torture him. He allowed it. He humbled himself. And the Scripture says that he did that because he was considering you and I 
more important than himself. Now, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that. Um, and yet, yet he did it. And, and the scripture says, for that reason, God has given him the name that's above every name. And so that, that, that defining act says it clearly, that I, that I matter to him, that I have ultimate value in his heart. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done what he did. When I was completely helpless, he took the initiative. And, and that's, that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing what we're doing here. So it's not just for you. It's for everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we get to be a part of that uh, blessing <laughs> to help people to understand uh, about that incredible position that God puts us in, mm. is that we all really do matter. Yeah. I know, Miriam, I, I, uh, you uh, and I've had this conversation. You could be other places uh, doing other things and making more money than mm. you're making here. Um, and uh, just why are you here? I don't know that I really could be anywhere else. You know, we've talked about that, that I could be anywhere. I don't think in my heart I feel like there would be any other chance to go somewhere else at this point. Um, exactly what, what Mike was saying, you know, there's something about um, being able to give back and to do for others in such a minuscule way what Christ did for us, you know, is just powerful. You know, and it's it's joyful, even in the difficulty, right? It's joyful. Um, and so what Mike said, this about this sacrifice that Christ made for us, this is not feeling much like a sacrifice for me to be here. It just feels like an honor to be able to be his hands and feet and to hopefully let him shine through me and through all of us so that people know exactly why I couldn't be anywhere else. You know, one of the reasons I really love being here at the rescue mission is uh, a lot of people, when they think about God or they think about, um, you know, uh, faith, they, they think of religion Mm -hmm. and we're not talking about religion here. We're Mm -hmm. talking about relationship. Not at all. And, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not too into religion. Mm -hmm. You know, some people will label us that, Mm -hmm. um, but um, matter of fact, religion kind of turns me the wrong way, and I think it does a lot of people. And so people expect a Christian ministry to indoctrinate them into a certain belief system and, and religion. And the thing I like about it is we don't do that. Right. We do the best that we understand to love our neighbors ourselves, mm-hmm. as Christ had called us to do. And uh, we're not perfect in that, but that is something we keep coming back to as we remember how he has come to us and how even that person who is not really pleasant, <laughs> maybe doesn't <laughs> smell well, um, maybe doesn't acting okay, maybe has a lot of different issues, that that same Jesus who sacrificed everything, gave up everything and said, you know, you're more important than I am, which uh, we can't wrap our brains around that, but that's what he said. Um, and humbled himself and became obedient, even obedient to death on a cross. Mm-hmm. Died for that person too. Mm. And that opportunity we have to do that. And so, Micah, you didn't come to cook and really didn't come to do food service. You came to bless and minister to people to help them to understand that they matter. And you get to do it through food yeah. and many other things. Well, and and being a cook is a great thing. I, 
you know, I don't want to communicate that. True. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, no. I didn't just want to be a cook, but that's not <clears throat> more than that. That wasn't more, that wasn't my assignment. I, and I knew that. So I, I was, I knew that there was more to that. And I, I have discovered uh, in 20 years, uh, well, long before I got to 20, but uh, all along the way, that uh, that thing that I was assigned to and created for was getting fulfilled in the midst of cooking and mm. overseeing that people got fed. And uh, honestly, uh, more so maybe even than than pastoring a local church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a whole lot more interactions with a whole lot more people mm-hmm. um, than could have ever been done in oh, a, in a traditional just, setting. Yeah. So therein lays the foundation for why you're here, why you stayed, Miriam, why you came and why you're here now. And, 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 uh, same way with myself. And, and yet at the same time, it's not just about just loving people. It's hard work. There are complications. We see the broken, we see the complexities and we now see some incredibly unknowns for the future. But because we were contacted, because we had this opportunity to maybe reach out to other people, not to indoctrinate them, not to have them follow our way of thinking or our beliefs, but to love them in spite of, and to bring them something they need, and that is food. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say that there's a scripture that comes to mind from Corinthians that says that, that from now on, we judge no man according to the flesh. Yes. Meaning... I don't just look at you as a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not regarding you. I'm not interacting with you just on the basis of your humanity and and you being a man or a woman. But I need to interact with you on the basis of what God has declared about you through the cross. Mm-hmm. That that if you have ultimate value, that He said you are valuable, that you matter, that you're more important than me, then I need to interact and treat you. Mm-hmm. In a certain way, uh, if it doesn't matter who you are, um, so I, we don't need to look at one another just as men and women and all of the baggage that mm-hmm. we all come with, but someone for whom Christ died, mm-hmm. and that that sets the tone for me. You know, we we um, we have uh, an opportunity now uh, through uh, what's unfolding with the availability of food and a system that is being built to uh, reach thousands more people in our community. Yeah. Not just a few, but thousands. And um, our excitement is not necessarily about being able to just bring food to them, but to bring hope mm-hmm. and to help them understand that they do matter. Because so many people don't know that they matter. Right. And, and, and let God do the rest, you know, but just love them and, and to help them to understand and, and working with volunteers. Uh, one person that we're working with from the city um, on this uh, is so excited about the food being the vehicle to help people to know that they're important and to bless them and to love them. And, you know, this has such incredible things uh, coming forward. We've, we've talked about Operation Food Secure. We've talked about some of the details that are unfolding, and we'll continue to do that. But, Micah, just uh, your role in this um, is that you had already been working with some agencies. Uh, we serve food here at the, at the kitchen, dining room, food sacks going out. At our distribution center, we actually do food distribution from there. Uh, Kay Ireland and her team working to make sure that people can come by and get food. And, but you'd already had a relationship to help 
take some of our surplus food and share it with some other organizations. And then this happened. And so thank God you had some already networked relationships. But now what you're doing is not only uh, helping to make sure the kitchen's running, but you're on a forklift in a parking lot working with two giant refrigeration trailers and a whole bunch of volunteers coming by. What does this mean to you? Well, it's not just uh, it's not just about food. That's that's the most visible part. But but the underlying issue and reality is that uh, that people need hope, and it and it is a vehicle. the The potential for for impacting our neighborhoods in a in a way that uh, that we didn't have before yeah. is right before us. I mean, we're standing right at the yeah. right at the edge of this door opening up. Because something so terrible has happened as this pandemic, and yet uh, God's there and he's <laughs> giving opportunity to, to do something different and to do something amazing and for there to be an impact in our, in our neighborhoods, uh, just getting food to them and interacting in a, in a neighborly kind of way. Yeah. Just like Jesus said, just loving your neighbor. And, and this is just a very simple, basic way to do that. And it's been so amazing, Mike, when I think about <clears throat> even the refrigeration trucks out there and how um, we didn't know exactly how that was going to work out. And I think yeah. about the second call that you made to U.S. Foods, right? After they had said no to you once, yes, right? And, and how they wanted to be a part of it, right? So how <laughs> people come alongside us. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, uh, U.S. Foods, um, they were initially on board and brought us a a refrigerated trailer and just donated the use of that. Um, just this week, we, we traded that trailer out, which was a smaller trailer, uh, and got a full-size trailer, uh, which they said earlier it wasn't available. Right. And, but I asked again, and, and it was available. And uh, Zach and his team out there, the, the transportation team, they've been real blessing to to help us and just get us everything. He's d- delivered the trailers and helped it get set up and showed me how to run everything. But then not just them, but the uh, Reesers. Right. Um, I was able to call them because of our relationships with the, the community Thanksgiving mm-hmm. foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reesers has partnered with them in the past. And so I, I knew those folks and that was the contact then to get a hold of uh, Reesers and, they donated us the use of another full-size reefer trailer. Yeah. And so we've got a, a research trailer and a U.S. foods trailer uh, sitting parallel out here in our parking lot uh, just uh, running full-time. And it happens every time we think, okay, we're not going to have enough space, so we're not going to be able to bring new partners to take mm-hmm. food out, mm-hmm. right? And then all of a sudden, oh, look, you know, God is so far ahead of us. And why I continue to just be amazed, but I think maybe I'm just supposed to be, right? Because each and every time it's just like, okay, okay, God, yeah, we hear you. We hear you. We're going to keep doing this. We know what you want us to do. And we're going to keep bringing hope into the communities through food. I think that's the other exciting part of all this is that we run into impossibilities. There's yeah. just no way we can see this is going to work. and But yet we're called to go do something. And God comes through time and time and time and time again. And we just get to be a part of an incredible journey. 
in that process of of the right supplies at the right time showing up with the mm-hmm. right people. And, and if you're listening to this, you may be one of those right people yes. that God is tugging on your heart right now to get involved in some way. And um, could be um, that uh, one of these days you'll be a site coordinator, neighborhood captain. We're still working on a title with that in, <laughs> in your particular neighborhood to get with some other folks to be able to come get food here and take it and to bless your neighbors. Yes. And uh, more of that's going to unfold as we go through. But um, maybe you're a person who can give financially, maybe a person who pray. We have Freedom coming up um, this week uh, on the 3rd. Uh, that's our monthly um, awareness of um, doing three things, to pray and to reach and to give. And so uh, you can see our Facebook on that to talk a little bit more about some of the details here. We're inter- going to interview Marissa Dake on there and, and uh, Sean Hall, who's a chef here in the community and how he's feeding people. But um, people really get blessed. We're so blessed to get to do this. Um, and you said something. It's more than food. Yeah, it's more than food. But food's important. Food's but important. It's more than that. But it goes. It goes far beyond that. Um, you know, we get to we get to step into people's lives. We get to step into their universe, so to speak, um, an access that we might not normally have, just because we've got some food in our hands. Yeah, and. And that's just not true for the rescue mission, but for all of those that are taking out into their neighborhoods, um, you know, that opportunity is there for you just to bless people and to love on them. Uh, it really doesn't need to be any more than that. Mm-hmm. And giving giving God opportunity to to step into their experience and their world and what's going on, uh, kind of shake it up a little bit, maybe even help them to realize, wow, somebody really does mm-hmm. care about me. Yeah. That's right. Miriam, uh, when I was a kid, um, maybe like you, um, I thought there was a real Santa Claus. And uh, somebody um, told me, no, there wasn't a real Santa Claus. That was a real bummer, you know. But they were wrong. They were, weren't they? were really they? wrong. There was a guy named St. Nicholas, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, and there's a lot of different stories. that We don't know what the actual real one is about this guy. But he loved people. He loved to bless children and uh, we're blessed to have St. Nicholas here uh, yeah, in, in, in this sure. modern day and age. Not only looks like the guy, but he is acting like the guy because he loves like the guy. Yeah. And so if uh, I know we're, um, we're uh, in the middle of the summer, but if you ever wonder if there's a Santa Claus, we got him mm-hmm. uh, right here. Mike, you're such a blessing. And, um, and, and thank just you. thank you for your willingness to spend 20 years here, nearly. Uh, thank you for your willingness to do everything that you've done uh, to embrace and serve and to love people, to go beyond food. And now thank you for helping to coordinate um, the system that now is under uh, way with uh, Marissa Dake and the whole team here to be able to get food throughout the community. And uh, But more than all that, just thank you for your heart and for your, the, the example of Christ um, that walks out through you every single day that we see you, and uh, we're thank just so honored. You. Thank you, Barry. That that really means a lot to me. Yeah, you mean a lot to us. Thank you for listening to um, our community, our mission, uh, talking about Operation Food Secure. But as Mike said, it's more than food. And so, uh, Josh, that'll probably be our title. Uh, more than food. And so uh, if you are interested in helping uh, with Operation Food Secure, you can go to trmonline.org. 
trmonline.org, and there's some information there. There's a number that you can call to be able to um, possibly volunteer. Also, if you're interested in financially giving to the Topeka Rescue Mission for all of our operations, you can go to that same website, or you can go to your mobile device and text TRMGIVE to 77977. TRMGIVE to 77977. Thank you for joining us today on Our Community, Our Mission.